you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Uh, pardon me, I gotta hack into the mainframe real fast. Uh-huh. Good. Uh, what I love is the accurate hacking that you're doing here. The fast-paced, quick-type world. I'm of traveling through the computer pylons. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into this, but there was a very strong, like VR troopers, superhuman samurai vibe of this movie with the internet. Um, he's nodding along. I think we just go ahead and bring out our guest for this week, who I'm sure has a lot of thoughts on uh, hackers, considering they picked this movie, uh, which is rare for us. Usually, we commission at this point guests. But uh, host of the Gratuitous Pausing podcast, we have Alex Greyhawk. Alex, welcome to the Equalizers. Your first official uh, uh, guest spot. You were special thanks on Avengers for helping me come up with Connect Five. But yes, yes, your I first was. official. Yeah, you glad also, to be here. Also, Very excited. You also, you and Jackson have given us a lot of shout outs, and we really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a lot of challenges, I, and a lot of call outs too. <laughs> I always feel kind of bad when you shout us out because then in my mind someone's like oh that's interesting I'll go and then they inevitably probably find Beetlejuice too and they think why are they friends and it's probably actually is hurting your, your podcast association uh, with us uh, I don't know I don't, I don't think so I mean Jackson and I get off into weird tangents all the time on our stuff too so uh, like if people are okay with our brand of weird I'm sure that your brand of weird is not too large of a jump. Just just wait till the Cats trilogy is finished, and then we'll talk. To, then we'll come back to this. There's some uh, there's some Idris El- Elba thrusting in people's future. So, <laughs> I mean, and not the kind they want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, so, Alex, what is it about hackers that uh, you wanted to do this? When I, I approached you about seeing if you wanted to guest, you told me you were working on a hackers uh, sequel. So, what is it about hackers that I guess you decided this was the one you wanted to go for? Um, so I grew up with this film. It came out in 1995, and uh, my dad, by trade, is a computer programmer. So, of course, he's interested in the film to begin with and he's also a huge nerd so i come by it honestly and did he ever hack the planet he did not ever hack the planet that's an important Uh, question did he hack the planet did he (laughs) can you legally tell us if he did (laughs) that's true um i can neither confirm nor deny that my dad has ever hacked the planet fair enough fair enough Um, But it was one of the first films that we owned on DVD, so this would have been Mm. the tail end of the 90s, Um, and it was my first introduction to cyberpunk as a genre. And it, yeah, and it just, it has stuck with me. Uh, People who follow me on Twitter probably saw me live tweeting while I was doing my final watch through (laughs) and like, oh, 
this film is why I'm like this. Yeah, I I was following along a little bit because you actually were watching it at the exact same time my roommate and I were watching it, and I had never seen this movie before. I we sat down to watch it, and he hadn't either. And he goes, "So what's this about?" And I go, "I hacking." That's literally the extent <laughs> of my knowledge is that they hack in this movie. I know I knew absolutely nothing about the movie going into it. I I, I was describing this to my roommate as like this seems almost like a propaganda film of like this is what your children do when they hack. Don't let your children touch computers. Hacking, not even once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it falls into this really interesting spot pop culturally because there's a lot of actors who had early on in their careers had roles in this and then went on to big things. Like, this is Angelina's like third uh, feature length film credit. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller is in this, who most people will know from elementary. Um, Matthew Lillard's in this, like all of them were in their early twenties and they've gone on to like much bigger and better things. I mean, Felicity Huffman's even in it for a small cameo. Um, the guy who plays Joey, the kid, the hacker with no name. Yep. Um, he's even, he's in a lot of like, uh, bring it on. He's just the, like kind of the handsome romantic interest in a lot of early two thousands. Yep. Like teen uh, comedies to come. Yeah. I'll, a lot of people our age would probably remember him as the main character from Clockstoppers. Yeah, Je- uh, Jesse Bradford is the actor's name, I believe. Also, I think he was the only actual high schooler. <laughs> like, I think he's, I think he was seventeen when the film was, and everyone else <laughs> yeah. was like twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think that does work because he's, he's like the, the young impressionable kid. For sure. I, uh, I have to say, you mentioned Elementary, and I told my roommate was about that, and the thing was like, I really think Johnny Lee Miller dug back into this character for his Sherlock Holmes performance, because there are a lot of things, like body language things he does in this, that are just, he does as Sherlock. There's the one where he's just kind of very nervously nodding, very manically, and it's like, oh yeah, Sherlock Holmes does that all the time in Elementary. So I was like, I bet he dug back into his old hacker's persona. So I'm also really impressed with uh, his American accent in this. Like, for Mm -hmm. the longest time, I did not know that he was an English actor. Um, See, I had the reverse, like, kind of experience because I knew he was an English actor. That I was thinking, like, this is not a terrible, this isn't a very good American accent. But it's because I knew, I think. If I didn't know, like, I probably would have fallen for it. Uh, But the question on everyone's lips, though, is... How do you find your hacker name? Ooh. Uh that's that's a good question. I mean I think nowadays since everyone is so online, like we all have our like go-to user IDs and like email addresses and things like that. So I think it's a lot easier nowadays. Uh but like back then it was pretty much just whatever you could claim like Mhm. Like right, if, but if, I mean, that's what hackers do nowadays. People, some hackers just like to like claim handles so they can sell them. <laughs> like, 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 uh, I, I've listened to, I think it's a, I think it was an episode of Reply All, um, where they were interviewing people, uh, actual hackers, and, uh, they, some, so that's what hackers do to make money is they steal OG handles, like, things that are just one word nouns and then they sell them for like thousands of dollars on the on the dark web it's it's kind of interesting uh yeah i meant like today how do we is it like your your childhood pet and your old zip code like how how do how do our listeners get their hacker handle so they can go out in the world and hack the planet 
Um, can my hacker name be the same? My DJ name is Gamma Ray, but uh, it's G Ray, so G dot Ray, but it also spells gray when you read it. And I feel like I want to use that for everything. Can I double up or do I have to come up with something different? Yeah, I mean, like, if I were to have to choose a hacker name, I'd probably just go with what my Twitter handle is, because it's literally what I use for everything, because nobody spells Shaggy that way, ever. And I mean, I've had that since, honestly, probably since the first time I watched this film, because I used that for a Battle.net account way back in the day. (laughs) My hacker name's Adam West's Batman. Okay. That's fair. It's appropriate works did you pay thousands of dollars to claim that from (laughs) i did i actually just used my first pet's name in my uh my last zip code (laughs) your last zip code was batman yeah (laughs) or was it west batman (laughs) no it was it was 66 so i just kind of my first pet was adam west batman that was the full name got it (laughs) good all right well (laughs) madison did you like the movie I love I, I like it. Um, it it's almost like I, I it's funny because at the time when it was released, I feel like it was definitely a drama. But now looking at it from now now perspective, it's kind of like a period sort of comedy, right? <laughs> like or like mm-hmm. just like looking at like like it, it it's like nothing really relates to now. And like as far as like the culture and it's all it's also like, yeah, I it's. To me, it's kind of, it's very nostalgic, but also kind of interesting to think about how this movie was made, like, uh, back then, because all the, um, all the actors and everything, like, actually studied hacking and, like, studied hackers, and they visited, like, like, hacker meetups and stuff to, like, get into this, and this movie was what produced by the end of that. It's like, really? This was, yeah, so... Yeah, like, this was in- originally intended to kind of be this, like, exploration of hacking subculture. But this is 1995, and I don't, th- like, this is very speculative because no one had any idea exactly how big the internet was going to be in 1995. The, the dot-com bubble had just started to expand. It wouldn't burst for another seven years. So. There are a lot of films from around this time that are trying to comment on the the rise in popularity of the internet and how ubiquitous uh, computers are becoming. And there are some that just are very um, fear-mongery about it. There are some where, oh, it's going to bring in this utopia. And I think... I think this film is one of the few that's like, no, it's it's going to be weird, and it's going to be used for both good and bad. And I do appreciate that it had the foresight to understand that the internet is just another tool, and that humans are going to do what humans are going to do. If you want to go on at least a one-minute talk about Norse elves, you'll officially be our, the smartest episode we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I have done quite a bit of research for this, so... Sure. um. Well, uh, Alex, obviously you liked it. Madison, you liked it. I liked it as well. And it may not surprise you to learn there are other people online uh, who have opinions on this movie. We'll get into that in just a second here with Dye's Tomatoes. 
and actually an official Dice Tomatoes. I know, Alex, I always bring a few reviews to Gratuitous Pausing with their own specific theme song, but... I I am very excited to see the Daddy's Tomatoes on this. So I didn't, I didn't find too many that were ridiculous. Um, I found five reviews that were all the same. Uh, from different people. This one specifically is from Wellington M, who gave this five stars. I don't know if it's okay to recommend a hacker, but this pro hacker literally saved me when he helped me fix my credit score. So when he helped me fix my credit and boost my scores to over 750 within 12 working days. If you need help, here you go. Email. And it gives the email for the hacker. Um, I probably won't. And then it gives a WhatsApp phone number as well. Uh, he once, he recently helped my friend hack an entire cell phone of someone who was blackmailing him. He offers too many services to mention here. End of review. So that wow. review was literally just, just like a white pages list or a yellow pages listing for a hacker. And what was it, Mike? Can you just read the, the WhatsApp? Do, I mean, I can, if we want to, <laughs> if we want to be, you know, legally culpable for sure. <laughs> telling people how to contact a hacker, then I can tell give that information. It's not my podcast. It might get us news attention, and that would be good for us. <laughs> I think it would be good good press for us. Yeah, are, you, are your listens also down due to the pandemic? Because ours took a huge hit. <laughs> I don't. I don't look at. I don't look at them. It's all art, baby. <laughs> um, our next review comes from Kevin B, who also gave this five stars. Uh, I thought about reading this out spelling-wise, but I'm not going to. They basically spelled best hacking movie ever, Hack the Planet, in Leet Speak. <laughs> of course. Hack the Planet! Hack the Planet! That's the whole review. Um, so, somebody with their pulse, their fingers on the pulse of the hacking movement. Circa, um, like, 2005, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was 2019, was when this review was posted. So, only 14 years late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this last review comes from Avatar, who gave it five stars. Please contact gmail.com to get any GSM cell phone hack and unlock within 24 hours for just cheap and affordable price. End of review. It floors me that the, the Rotten Tomatoes page has been for this movie has become a forum for hackers to share, like, <laughs> content like share their like, contact information that's like that's like culture of itself like that's amazing yeah like which is weird like i don't know why you would do that because if you just google search hackers this is not like the film is not the first hit you just get a bunch of random youtube videos about like hackers or twitter hacks and things like that and it's but i do like you know based off of the the movie the kind of vibe and like that they were trying to give off of hacker and hacker lifestyle and culture. It does really seem appropriate to me that they flocked to the rotten tomatoes reviews page for the movie hackers as their like bulletin board for like, if you need a hacker, you can call this number or whatever as like a just off the, not off the grid, obviously, but like no one's going to go looking for them on the rotten tomatoes review page for the movie hackers. Maybe it's like shooting in a barrel for them because if anyone actually contacts those people, it's like, oh, well, I have your information now. Thank you. <laughs> like it's just it's just another net that they have. Yeah, I w I would estimate that those are more likely scams than like legitimate like. Oh sure. Business people. But like I said, I kind of gave up looking for more tomatoes after that, only because like I was finding just 
the the one for uh, Wise Tech Hacker, I found like five or six times over three or four pages. And then this by the time I started finding the second and third hacker like um, calling cards, I just decided, uh, you know what, I'm just going to call it here because this seems to be pretty much the norm. Yeah, I mean, this movie is pretty well forgotten. Um, like, it has a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes, like a 46 on Metacritic, I think. Hey, stay off my turf. <laughs> Fair you enough. get out of there. You get out of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, but um, like I think the the biggest reference I have ever seen to this film is an XKCD comic from 2014. Um, so the XKCD comic number one three three seven, Leet. Oh my god! Uh, specifically references the movie Hackers, and like that that is the biggest reference I have ever seen to this film anywhere. Uh, so I want to keep you out of Rotten Tomatoes, but you can definitely take liquids if you want. You, we, we, you just take those away from us. We're good. We don't need them anymore. No, thanks. You, you can keep those. <laughs> uh, I do not want any part of Madison's liquids. <laughs> Too bad. Here we go. <laughs> oh, God. A very important question now that you've no. eaten all those tomatoes. Are you ready to get wet? Alex, if we don't answer, we don't have to play. <laughs> That's not true. That's not a backdoor hack into Madison's liquid. Mm, yeah. Here we go. All right. So... Um, after editing the cat, uh, cats three, I realized that Madison's liquids is a little long. <laughs> oh my god! Now that now that I've had experience editing it, I'm just like, uh, it's a little, it's a little lengthy. So you're just all gonna get five guesses, and that's gonna be. Oh, it. thank God! And then thank maybe, God. maybe Madison's liquids will dry up for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Alex, this is Christmas to me. You don't, you don't understand. I mean, you've you've heard it happen. It's uh, yeah. tw- it takes twice as long as it <laughs> oh, is dear. listening to it. It takes forever. Oh, thank God! All right, but we're still going to still play. taking it seriously. And also, okay. you're going to go ahead and have to chug that right now. Cool. I will preface that um, we can give you this. We can give you an asterisk if you want. I don't give a shit. But um, if I drank this whole thing, the actual container of it, I would die. So I oh, only I poured a little. I only poured a little. Yeah, bit. that's fine. I'll yeah. All right, begin. Can I go ahead and have the riddle as well? Tomatoes charging. Oh, ketchup wine. No. One. Alex, do you have any questions? Do you want to do? You, do you uh, want to ask a hint? Or do you um, wanna... Is it an alcoholic drink? It is not. Hmm. Is it ketchup lemonade? It is not ketchup lim- lemonade. Don't focus on the tomato too much, even though the word I no, said I mean, was tomato. Then, so why did you say it? There's a reason. Is it apple cider? It is not apple cider. This is what I get for participating seriously. <laughs> um. Uh, is it... Does it have caramel color in it? Yeah. It does. For does sure. it have hey. what? Caramel color. What does that mean? 
Uh, so that's the thing. That's the thing that makes like Coca Cola brown. Ah, uh, I'm very yeah, sure it's the caramel color. I I'm I'm very sure that it does because I don't think any of the actual ingredients in it are the color that it is. <laughs> How many questions are we at, Madison? Um, I think it was the fourth question. Um, you can do five and five, but I don't I don't care. But uh, let's, I'm good. Let's give um, let's give let's give you each two more questions, and then you can um, each guess. Okay. Is it um, tomato charging? So, oh, is it uh, mustard lemonade? You said don't focus on the tomato. I see. You got me. No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd ask for the picture, but I just know it's going to be something from Rugrats, so I can kind of cut off the middle man. <laughs> um... It is. In the last six Madison's tomatoes or Madison's Madison's liquids, I have gotten four Rugrats pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna guess. Is it? Is it Red Bull? Alex, you are the winner of Madison's liquids. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> it was Red Bull. <laughs> See, you didn't want to play, and you won. Look at that. You now have to, uh, next time we're Congratulations. In, next time we meet in person, whenever that is, even though I don't think we ever met in person <laughs> in real life, uh, <laughs> you have to drink an entire Red Bull in front of me. That's your prize. No, so, no, I, no. That is I've not, that is not legally binding. <laughs> I've literally never had an energy drink before. Um, so <laughs> that, that'll probably go badly. Has anyone ever won Madison's Liquids before? Yeah, I've Mike won has about won three one. times. Uh, okay. Two of the, I think one of those has an asterisk by it. Uh, anyway, no, it let's doesn't. Move on. No asterisks. I won outright. Alex, <laughs> I asked. I asked. Is, is this some oh kind of animal urine? And Madison said a mythical, like a dragon <laughs> bear, would probably this would be their urine. So I said, oh, okay, then it's dragon bear urine, which is correct because Madison told me. So I won, and they're trying to asterisk the record, but the truth is out there. You can't right. hack the scorecard. Scorecard here. This is correct. Whatever. The point is, is that Alex got wet and Mike didn't. So let's go. <laughs> let's move on to the pitch. <laughs> All right. All right, Alex, let's go ahead and just put that behind us and move on to your pitch for hackers. Okay. Um, so I wanted this to be um, a next generation sort of story. I didn't want to have the focus be on uh, Dade, and, uh, Dade and Kate again um so we got so, patrick stewart jonathan frakes you got it you got to before i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i also so the first movie's a little weird uh with the the technology that's available like we have some wearable screens vr is kind of you know ubiquitous and whatnot so i was under the imp- and there's also the weirdness that the Secret Service is investigating all of this. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously some sort of alternate timeline. Uh, technology is progressing slightly faster than it is in our timeline. And there's enough cybercrime that they have to, like, have the Secret Service investigating this as opposed to, like, the FBI or something like that. So. You know, 
figure 25 years later we're in probably some sort of cyberpunk dystopia. Dot com bubble probably hasn't bur- never burst and like VR and wearable screens are even more ubiquitous. I'm thinking aesthetics wise probably somewhere close to like Batman Beyond. And like we because of like the increase in cyberprime we probably have a new government agency that's completely dedicated to that. Um and like I kind of brainstormed around some ideas. Uh, and I eventually settled on um, the Department of Online Security, abbreviates to DOS. Amazing. Um, but as for, so that's kind of like the setting stuff out of the way. But as for the actual plot, I want to focus on Crash and Burn's Kid. So we are 25 years later, Crash and Burn... Um, you know, stayed together through college, you know, a little bit afterwards, and, you know, had a kid, got married, had a kid. Things eventually kind of, you know, didn't work out. They divorced. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> crash and burned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's unfortunate, but, you know, they stay, you know, it's amicable. But uh, to continue the spirit of the first film i wanted to try and find a actor who was kind of just starting their career you know around the right age not casting like someone in their 30s to play this like 18 year old you got chris hemsworth right actually no i wanted to go with a non-binary actor okay and i think a perfect casting choice is lachlan watson uh you may know as uh theo from the new Sabrina series. Of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that they would be able to like nail that same sort of aesthetic that Angelina Jolie had in the first film. Um, and like, I, I think would perfectly fall into the cyberpunk setting, like incredibly well. Um, and so Kate has become a sort of like feminist media mogul, like her mom before her. Um, probably got really into the blogging scene and has just kind of used that to slingshot her. And she's now this, you know, huge girl boss. What's the name of her blog? That's a good question. I don't, I don't have that. So like, what, what do you think that her blog name should be? What's like some of the stuff that she and... Um... Dade were thrown around when they fought over the TV network. Um, she talked about her turf a lot. I was gonna think, I was gonna think, like, acid burn the patriarchy or something like that. Or um, <laughs> I do like that. I do um, like that. Something like that, like that, kind of like plays off her hacker name. Like, so do people know that she's a hacker? Like she used to be a hacker or she is a hacker or is is that kind of behind her? That's her secret past. Um, I would say that she, like she's definitely used her tech savvy to get where she is, but whether or not the, her hacker ways have kind of followed her is up for debate. I definitely think they have for Dade because I had Dade. He works as a uh, cybersecurity consultant. Like, never went to college and just kind of started do it, like, started doing that straight out of high school because basically the thing that has, the plague does, right? 
similar, but he is a freelancer, so he's not bogged down by corporate culture. He can do what he wants, and that's I think that's exactly what Dade would want. He because we see in the first film that he's really uninterested in college. Yeah, and he can kind of pick and choose his jobs and like who he works for, which is totally I think in his like morality sense. Like he's not going to work for some corporation that does harm to like millions of people. So, like, I, th- I think that's kind of, like, d- the dynamic where Dade and Kate kind of split is, you know, Dade is kind of this rugged freelancer and Kate is just kind of amassing this media empire and it's, they just grow apart, their values differ. Um, which leaves uh, their child, Van, in a kind of, okay, do I stay with mom or do I stay with dad sort of situation? Um, and I kind of figured that they would split the difference. They would stay with Kate, but keep Dade's last name. I thought you were going to do the King Solomon solution. <laughs> split them in two? No. <laughs> yeah, split them. <laughs> no, like, I, I am specifically casting a non-binary actress here to kind of apologize for some of the not-great humor in the first one. Uh, yeah. So, like... Performing violence on them seems to That's, go against Yeah, no, that. I know. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, the other hand, they get to be half cyborg. <laughs> true, true. Honestly, that may not be a bad idea, having... Um, maybe not, like... Right. <laughs> not maybe not... <laughs> drastic. Yeah, their kid having, like... But maybe a prosthetic. Okay. So, yeah, that, that might be cool. Or Maybe it's like a hand. And it, yeah, it, it or helps, it helps them hack. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, my hacking hand. Yeah, but I I figured like Van Murphy, like Van is very mm-hmm. like could be sure. Vance, could be Vanessa. Film never says, so it doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. but obviously their hacker handle is ha- has to reference Crash and Burn, so I figured that they'd go with Calamity. That's great. Yeah. All right, so, so we've set the stage. We have, you know, where Dade is, where Kate is, where their kid is. The kind of inciting incident, I think, is a flip from the first film. So the first film, we have um, kind of this eco-terrorism as a ruse for embezzling from an oil company. So so we've got, like, you know, in the ni- mid-90s, topical villains with oil companies and, like, embezzlement and everything like that. So I think... I want embezzling to be the ruse for something else in this one. And I think instead of an oil company, we go with a social media company. Now for this, I also looked into like defunct social media companies and I figured I'd, you know, grab one alternate timeline and, you know, kind of a what if sort of scenario. So there is a defunct social media site called tribe.net. It's founded in 2003. Uh, and it it has been defunct for a, quite a while at this point. Uh, so I figured, like, just kind of update that and go with, like, Tribe. And that's 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 our villain. That's the company that our villain is the CEO of. Um, you could... I also, like, no one currently uh, is using that domain name. It's registered, but, you know, production company buys that off and sets up the site. And you do a, maybe an ARG thing to promote the sequel. Um, we'll get the finance department on that. 
Um, and I, uh, so, go ahead. I did read that um, this movie, the original movie Hackers, did have like a like a media campaign where they had a website, and it would be up be updated leading up to the film. And at the very end, like the week of the release or something like that, it the website looked like it had been hacked and a bunch of things had been changed on it. And one of the things that it said, go watch the net instead. The net, which is that uh, I think it's a Sandra Bullock movie about about cyber cyber terrorists. It's a off offshoot, but I just thought I'd mention because I thought it was kind of interesting. Well, don't do that again. Okay, go ahead, Alex. I'll just I'll, I'll be quiet. I'll just leave. <laughs> yeah, bye. I figure, like I was having a little bit of trouble coming up with like, okay, so what does what does this like social media CEO want? Uh, like I had a couple ideas. My leaning is towards like, oh, he's uh, it has to be something big. So I'm like, stealing an election, maybe. I don't know. That's that's never happened. What are you talking <laughs> about? That's impossible. That's unrealistic. <laughs> Ooh. Um. I mean, yeah, there is the the with the current state of social media, the concerns about like uh privacy like information being stolen he could be blackmailing people like into voting specific ways that way then you know in the cyber dystopia they'll know if he hacks the election so instead he's using the social media information that he's gathered to blackmail people just into voting the way he wants yeah 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 i like it but um yeah so to to kind of cover his tracks um he frames for embezzling from his clients, which tribe happens to be one, maybe like early on. So, um, yeah. So Dade, you know, gets you know arrested and everything like that. However, he is a he is on to whatever this you know villain CEO is. I actually never came up with a name for him. So, like, what what sort of name are we thinking for this you know social media CEO of tribe? Do we, do we want like a hacker name or a real name, or both? I think him being a former hacker with a handle is an interesting angle. So I think we need a like, you know, what what is his name in the public? Like, what is his public CEO name, and then what is his like hacker name? Fabio Windfingers. <laughs> that is his hacker Windfingers. name. Windfingers. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's um. That's uh, Alex and I. This could go off. We can cut this, but Alex uh, was running a Pathfinder game for me and Jackson and my roommate. And my roommate was making a thief character, and they tried to come up with a name, and I came up with the name Fabio Windfingers, and they refused to use it. And Alex didn't support me. In, <laughs> I <laughs> in did not. <laughs> uh, so I'm hacking your hacker sequel is to get revenge. Fair enough. Uh, hacking name. What about Singularity? Ooh, just to just like to pull, like pulling everything towards them, yeah, yeah, and then it kind of juxtaposition to calamity. So like it, I that's what I was thinking. I do kind of like that we're pulling the names now towards like a more because it's twenty five years later, like edgier, more modern idea of like hacker names instead of like serial killer. Like yeah, they yeah. they have these more kind of cartoony hacker names. I I do like it. I think it works like for the vibe of it. But back now everything's so sleek and dystopian. So, do the hacker names, I don't think they did in the first movie, like, have, like, instead of, like, letters, like, numbers, instead, like, for Calamity, like, it could be, like, uh, four instead of the A. 
Yeah, in my notes, I have it, like, all typed out just normally, but, yeah, mm-hmm. feel free to, like, speak it up for, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever, whatever the focus groups, you know, respond to. When you pitch it to Disney, we're gonna... Yeah, exactly. Um, but speaking about, like, old hacker names, I think, I think we do have to have a uh, couple cameos from the original cast beyond uh, Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie. My, like, two immediate choices that jump out to me are Matthew Lillard and Lawrence Mason back as Serial Killer and Lord Nikon. I think those are the two most interesting ones. Yeah, the other one, um, the, the I don't remember his name at all, but the Hispanic kid. Phantom who, Freak. Phantom Freak. Um, really, for the longest time, I was like, I know, like, who does he make me think of? And it was, um, oh, I've forgotten his name all of a sudden, The Pest. Um, Oh, John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. He was giving off huge John Leguizamo vibes, mm-hmm. that whole movie. It finally hit me at one point. I was like, I know it's not him, but he is. this is basically just John Leguizamo in this movie. Uh, I could get that. I also got some John Leguizamo vibes from Mark Anthony in this. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the Secret Service agents. Yeah. Stealth Mark Anthony. I'm like, who is that? Like, he's doing a really good job. And then i like, that's like Mark Anthony. <laughs> it's... Uh, I love him at the party. That's it's it's really good. Oh yeah. Um, it, speaking of the Secret Service, I think that Wendell Pierce is the like is perfect to have failed upward into the position as head of DOS, the Department of On- Online Security. And this so, is uh, Richard Gill, correct? Or yeah, who was Wendell Pierce? Okay, w- Wendell Pierce is the actor. Uh, okay. Richard Gill is the character. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, I did make that unclear. Oh no! It's uh, with there's so many characters who have a name and then a hacker name, and then yeah. there's a few s- secret service agents that I just wanted to make sure I was keeping it, keeping in track way, of who we're talking about. In a way, hackers are like cats; they have three names. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, so we have Singularity, who is framing uh, Crash Override uh, for embezzlement, so he can get away with blackmail to you know get whatever. Things he wants, you know, voted into law, whatnot. I like the idea that, you know, Dade has some evidence, but it's encrypted, and he sends it along to Van for their 18th birthday. As, like, it, it's enclosed within the present. And that kind of start, And, like, they're supposed to be there, like, Dade's supposed to be there for the birthday, and miss it, and Van's really upset about it. And then they realize that they missed because he was arrested. And that kind of leads Van down. It's like, why would my dad do this? He couldn't have done this. And kind of figuring out why this happened and what this like mysterious little uh, data disk or whatever is. Um, when we start the film, is Van a hacker already? Or is it a spy kid situation where his parent or their parents kept them from... Like, obviously, hacking, it's a dystopian hacking future, so, like, they know about it. I just mean to say, is it like a, we kind of kept from you, we didn't teach you to hack, we tried to keep you out of it, and you're just now finding your way, your first steps into a larger world, as it were? I think, like, Van's probably tech-savvy, but I don't think, like, super into hacking. Probably more, like, gamer-style things. Um, Like, I I imagine them having some sort of, like, 
tight-knit online community that would be analogous to the the group of hackers in the first film. So we get some more diversity in the film and we we cuz one of the best parts of the first film is just these teenage dickheads bouncing off of each other. <laughs> yeah. Talking about George Orwell. <laughs> I mean, like I, I don't know about you, but like early college career yeah definitely like yeah, yeah. those are exactly the sort of conversations i would have with my friends just stealing fries from them and you know smoking smoking two cigarettes at the same time sneaking into somebody's room to ogle their computer they show up and start having sex and you just don't notice for a little bit get that person to stop having sex to ogle the computer cool yeah yeah I am honestly very surprised that guy that she was with never came back as a character for right. like to beat him up for revenge, like like a minor uh, annoyance to complicate the plot at any I, point. He just, just left forever. I just said his name. His name was Curtis, and I don't know how I did that because I can never remember any name in any movie. But I remember the guy that she you, was making out with or having sex with in the movie Hacker. You got you got <laughs> Brass's name wrong four times in the core episode alone. Yeah. I did not even know that character's name was Curtis. <laughs> like, he's just so unimportant. I've just wiped it from my memory multiple times. So he's the owner of Tribe, right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's coming That's back. The... <laughs> like, eh, I don't like that. I also don't want no, the plague to come back either. Like, as much as I like oh, Fisher yeah, Stevens. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good with... Like, I, I'm always a fan of moving a thing forward and not just bringing Jafar back every time. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Who who do we want to cast as this like villainous CEO? How old is this villainous CEO, roughly? Uh, I would say pr- like probably around the same age as like Kate and Dade, so So forties. Let's see, eighteen plus twenty five, so yeah, mid mid forties. I mean, I'd say Daniel Radcliffe, but he already played that role in Now You See Me Too. Mm-hmm. And he's busy filming the Fantastic Four movie. And he's not in his <laughs> mid forties. You know what, Madison? I thought I told you to go. <laughs> I came back. Um, James McAvoy. I'm just going to say name. He kind of looks like the plague anyway. He, he, which... he does. I think he looks like the plague. That's uh, uh, not an insult. I mean the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Malkovich. Uh, we I could have... Like 50s, but... <laughs> We could bring in Jesse Eisenberg and just, like, have the, like, awful, like, tech CEO trifecta between uh, the social network, uh, Mm -hmm. Dawn of Justice, and this. That's pretty good. Um, If we wanted, like, a similar vibe, we could do, um, what's the guy who played, um, he was in American Horror Story and also Days of Future Past. Um, oh, um, who was Quicksilver in the new X Men movies? Um, Evan, 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 something. That's actually correct. Yeah. Um, so I have a list of actors who are forty ish, um, and skipping it, like because we've got Josh Dumal or Josh Dumel rather, uh, Matt Damon, Jude Law, Patrick Dempsey. Ooh, Brad Jude Pitt. Law. Jude Law would be, be the interesting. Like I. Th- like he has he can definitely do that villainous streak but in a very like charismatic way i think he would be a very solid choice 
Uh, McConaughey is on this list as well. I have a, oh, God, I have a bit McConaughey'd of McConaughey would be terrible. <laughs> what about Dane? What about Dan Levy? Did you say Eugene Levy? I said Dan Levy, uh, his son. Could we get Eugene Levy? Um, I have a this name's here, and it's it's interests me, but it might not work. Adam Sandler playing villainous. I know it, this wouldn't be an Adam Sandler comedy, and he wouldn't be doing his comedy. I just mean having him play. The I don't think you can prevent him from doing his comedy in any movie that he's in. He just forces it on you. Uh, like I, I also like. I just sure he doesn't Why read not? as like he doesn't read as smart. I'm not saying that Adam Sandler is unintelligent, but just sure. on screen he doesn't read no, that way. Fair. Um, Jason I, I honestly, Bateman's on here too. Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman would be fun. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like, I think Jason Bateman, like, Jude Law is good if you're going more serious, but I think we want to go more campy, like the original, and I think Jason Bateman is a good, like, can do villainous, but also can definitely do camp. Yeah. So yeah, like we, we, we've got Jason, Basement, Jason Bateman as, <laughs> you know. Jason uh, Bateman, that's, that's my <laughs> hacker name. Oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, so we have uh, Jason <laughs> Bateman playing the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Jason basement. Um, so, all right, so we have uh, Jason Bateman then as the villain. So, you know, Van starts to kind of pick apart, you know, the 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 present that she got that that they got from uh, Dade, and is just not like not skilled enough and so van knows that both of their parents were uh, hackers so they probably have an idea you know where they might be able to find some resources and i think that's where you bring in one of the cameo one of the cameos from the old cast um i honestly think it makes a lot of sense for uh lord nikon to have uh kind of been business partners with Dade in the cybersecurity uh, um, thing. So having Van go to him for help might be interesting. I think I think for Serial, I want him to be like kind of gone off the grid and just like super paranoid. I don't think that tracks at all from his character. He's just, uh, <laughs> he seems super on the level. He seems super with it. Uh, My pitch was going to be, he's like the disaster uncle who's always like rolling up, like the the Jimmy Buffalo the best worst influence. Like he shows up, takes Van, Van returns like four days later with a tattoo and a hangover. Like that's, it's just like a, a terrible influence uncle. But I think the like paranoid off the grid shut in makes more sense. Yeah. Can he keep the and- tiny, tiny sunglasses? <laughs> He has to keep oh, yeah, wearing obviously. the tiny sunglasses. Yeah, and, and, and same with the Pippi Longstocking braids. I think it's funny if it's fake, though. At some point, he realizes it's a wig because he went bald <laughs> at, like, 30 or something. Like, <laughs> Yeah, perfect. That, that, that's all in line with him. Uh, so, yeah, we've got these, you know, the, these two mentor figures helping, you know, Calamity learn all the ropes and get their skills up. And, you know, we, we've... Got to put in a training montage. That's always fun. Um, and then they realize they they don't quite have enough to to nail Jason Bateman. So Van has to infiltrate a like party at the like 
their offices, they can get in because their mom has an invite. So now we have this, like, fancy party heist. And I think, like, the cherry on top is that Van wears the same dress that their mother wore on the first date to the party. Um, And then they've got, you know, their online friends helping out with logistics and stuff, like, looking at all the camera and security, and maybe one of them, like, hacks a security drone, and we get some, like, fun, like, FPS-like sequences with the first person camera i think that would be cool I, maybe that's where you can tie in the gamer friends group yeah that's because that's the, exactly. a game they play like actually they're really good at like flying the drone through obstacles and like around mm-hmm. stuff is yeah okay yeah we should probably flesh out like some more of the the friend group more because like, oh it's just I, the stranger things kids i mean at this point yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that uh, makes sense <laughs> let me get some of the sabrina kids i mean like you know like yeah mix so much I'm sure the Riverdale cast has a few weeks off. I just imagine they play Overwatch or some der- derivative of that game. Like, right? Like, that's what I, I yeah. imagine. That that's what they they mm. they spend most of their time doing. Right? So, yeah. Like you could uh, like very easily tie into like whatever game is popular when this film is coming out, and just like heavy cross promotion okay. advertising. They're heavy into Animal Crossing. Then that's what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, like, if this was coming out in 2020, it'd probably be something like, I don't know, Valorant or yeah. um, Fortnite. God, Fortnite. Ugh. Yeah, there's got to be flossing. Yep. they got to floss all the time. They're, they're flossing <laughs> sounds, and dipping. Sounds like Fortnite's and... the real villain of this movie. Yeah. Fortnite is always the real villain. Uh, all right, oh. so they're at the party. What are they heisting exactly? Like, some more information or... um. Yeah, probably some more information. Um, maybe there's like security footage of one of these like blackmailing sessions going down, or just like ev- like evidence. Actually, probably evidence of how Jason Bateman's been stealing all this personal information from people. I mean, I do think it matches the tone of the movie if maybe he just has like a folder labeled blackmail somewhere like on his computer because they literally the plague just pretty much left the incriminating evidence in his trash on his computer. Like, I think it it matches that same level of like, I'm doing something hella illegal that I don't want anybody to know about. So I'm just going to move it to trash and never think about it again. So the idea that he just has a folder titled blackmail on his computer or something. Honestly, if it was not on his computer, but it was just, like, a physical copy, like, because no, no one would bother to check, like, physical media, and, like... And you can't hack paper. Yeah, exactly. So, it, it, like, it's in the safe, and they have to get through this high-tech social media office in order to heist the safe that has, like, fi- like physical evidence, because, it you know, this is a cyberpunk dystopia. Nobody uses, like, paper anymore. So, so are you saying that he uses physical media to hack? Is that what you're saying? Or like he has like a stack of like scans of checks that he's going to eventually cash? Is that what you're saying? Or is it or does he have like a terabyte like flash drive that has like, like all the information on it? Like, like I was thinking like literally like a manila folder that like with Got like photos and other things like that and just has blackmail written on it. I kind of love the idea that in this this hacker dystopian future they have to hack to get to places but in reality the way that they have to solve every problem is with not hacking. 
Yeah. Like it's a physical safe that they have to crack. Like everything is physical media, but the hacking is like, all right, we got to hack the drone to get to the room to do this. And then somebody has to crack the safe like physically is pretty yeah. funny. The biggest adventure that they experience is the adventure of friendship and you can't hack friends. So what happens? That's the tagline of the movie. You can't hack friendship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, f- fuck hack the planet. It's you can't hack <laughs> friendship. Hack the planet! Yeah. Hack the planet! Yeah, so the heist goes down, and then that's probably when... like, So I'm assuming that Richard Gill and Doss have been like skeptical of how much Van knows, because they're so close with their father. Um, and I think the party is when like everything all comes to a head, so this would be like the sequence in Grand Central Station from the first film. Is when this all goes down, um, and you know, the, like, there's this huge arrest, and you know, the, the party is completely ruined, and Bateman is just so indignant that you know this is all happening during this huge event, and then it comes out what he's been doing, like. S- Probably serial not doing it again, but someone else just like hacks all of you know hacks the televisions and you know broadcasts all of his dirty laundry out to everyone, and he's just you know immediately arrested on the spot. This is, so then, um, how do we wrap? How does it wrap up there then? Um, the first film is really like the 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 through line is the relationship between. Dade and, uh, Dade and Kate, and I think I want the through line here to be the relationship between Dade and Van. And so, like, you know, Dade gets released, and you know they have like huge heartwarming moment. Dade is so proud of them for being able to figure figure out all the clues and being able to uh, become a hacker, everything like that, and. Maybe Dade offers Van like Van a position at the um, the company afterwards or something okay. like that. Um, with Tribe, this social media thing that exists, uh, mm-hmm. I have an idea. I don't know if you had a plan for like what happens after, but like not not if, not particularly. So yeah, go ahead. What if it's like they find out like the only way for us to stop this program is to just completely wipe the system and delete everybody's account so like the company of tribe has to be all of their data has to be wiped so nobody so it's basically the toppling of this whole social media giant so now all, all these people's social media accounts are just gone now and so, yeah but but everyone has their like privacy and anonymity back yeah I, yeah i like that and then, right as the movie ends, a bus pulls up, and Mark Zuckerberg gets off the bus and cut to black. <laughs> is it actually Mark Zuckerberg, or is it well, like Jesse Eisenberg played by, uh, playing Mark? I Zuckerberg? mean, he has a he has a bag over his shoulder, and he's like, "I'm gonna wreck this town." <laughs> and then it cuts <laughs> to black. Gotta have that singer ending. What if there's like a rise of like after after Tribe falls, we see like. Um, just as like a little bit of a foreboding, it's like all these other social media things get created. It's like, oh, replace your tribe account. It's like this thing. So it's like, oh, it's kind of this never ending cycle of like 
these social media companies just like uh being created just so they can collect their in- your information you know uh to market to you so it's kind of foreboding but it's just kind of like tribe started yeah, it and like, now like all these people are copying yeah. the idea yeah so we had kind of have this bittersweet ending like on a personal level like, yeah like things worked out great but this is still a kind of dystopia so like there there will be another villain another day sort of thing yeah yeah i like it i I think it fits with the 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 thematics and that and the leader of that new social media uh giant called book nope. book of all right book, book 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 watch book uh yeah, book, 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 watch.com. That's right. <laughs> book of the week. Honestly, not the worst <laughs> social media name I've ever heard. So. At least it has vowels in it. I just love the idea of book, 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 watch.com being the new hit social media trend. <laughs> Hey, did you see the thing I posted on book, 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 watch last night? <laughs> Is Jim Carrey. It was going to be Jim Carrey. He's the hero. And then, like, that's the third movie. Um, cool. Anything else? <laughs> got anything? Got anything else? Just... We, 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 any other buttons we need to tie up? Um... I do think we need to include some sort of, I think the only other like major callback to the first film that we have to have is we have to have some sequence to uh, set to voodoo people by Prodigy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Because that them just rollerblading through New York as all of these traffic lights cause all these cars to crash into each other is probably like the best sequence of the entire film. Yeah, it was so good. I love like, do they still skate? Does everyone still skate in this in this uh in this dystopian future? Or I, I'm guessing there's like hoverboards and hover skates and shit like that. Sure, sure. Love it. Yeah, and, but and instead of like they cause the traffic lights to um it, like causes the car crash. It's just a bunch of autonomous vehicles. Like th- they they just hacked the rideshare system. Okay. I love it. That's pretty good. I like that. Or like Teslas and stuff that drive themselves. Like, I love it. That's great. Actually, I love the idea that with that as well, like Jason Bateman starts to try to get away and it gets outside and they've hacked the cars into like a perimeter wall around like they trap him or maybe they like four of them pull up and physically like trap him in like a small. Actually, I think that's a kind of good way to like extend the climax a little bit is so like this all comes out and then like while all his dirty laundry is getting aired, Jason Bateman tries to escape, and it's up to the hackers to to stop him because you know the, the DOS is incompetent because it's run by Richard Gill. I mean, here at Equalizers, we're always happy to extend the climax. We have the all longest right. climax in the bit. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I I I take responsibility <laughs> for that. That I started. I opened that door. So, um. Yeah, I honestly kind of think a good way to maybe end it because DOS is so ineffective is um, like an extended, almost like a chase scene where Jason Bateman's trying to get away. And the hackers and gamers, whatever, that's how they kind of shine. That's their their sequences. Like maybe they funnel him to 
like a, like DOS headquarters. They turn off lights, they move autonomous cars and stuff around, so he has to keep veering off course to go, and eventually he just ends up right outside DOS headquarters where they're like waiting with guns to arrest him. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. Cool. All right, Madison, do we do it? Alex did it. We didn't do anything. We just. Goofed. I mean, I've said we collectively because we helped. It was mostly Alex. I'm not trying to take credit. All right. Well, if Alex get it in writing, Alex, and get it us, in writing. Uh. Okay. Uh, if if Alex and in parentheses also with our help did it, then that's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizer. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in SQL. Special thanks like to the Banana sequel. Boys for our theme song. I knew you were going to do it. Uh, special <laughs> thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutton, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B-O-Y-E-S, like in oh yes. The full album is now available on all streaming services. Alex, uh, I want to thank you for coming on and doing this Hacker's Pitch. Uh, it was a It was a good one. I had lots of fun. Usually. It, it got a little less wild than our Matilda last guest, which had Matilda. Uh, but yeah, uh, do we want the hackers to pull off an archangel's wings off? Just let's. <laughs> we can. Let's throw. <laughs> oh, um, before we go, um, Alex, what's the name of the mm-hmm. film? That's that is a good point. Is that it just is hackers a good point. Too? Uh, so like, you know, if this had been like ten years ago, you could probably get away with hackers too. And I think it's now it's way too kitschy. Uh, well, okay. like. Hackers 2.0. Uh, that'd be way too kitschy now. Because nothing about this movie's nothing about the Hackers franchise is kitschy. <laughs> um, I mean, we could always go with the um, the way they... So, Hackers the film does not have a sequel. Hackers the soundtrack has two sequels. So we could always go uh, with what they went with, and they just went with a... Um, like hackers to the power of two, hackers to the power of three, sort of thing. I'm sorry, what? So, yeah, it's like so, it's like hackers squared, hackers cubed for the two uh, soundtrack sequels. All yeah, right, so the, there's the first one, which is you know soundtrack from the motion picture, and then the next two, they do include some songs that are actually in the movie, but most of them are inspired by. So yeah, the the Soundtrack to this film has more sequels than the actual film does. I don't understand. So it's... It, <laughs> is it like a three-part <laughs> set? Or is it like there were years that went by after the first half? It sounds like Hacker's somebody soundtrack. listened to the Hacker soundtrack, became inspired, made an album inspired by that soundtrack, and it counts as a sequel to the soundtrack. Yeah, they were released about a year apart each. So it's like one year... Like the the soundtrack came out with the film, and then a year later they had a second album, and then a, another year later they had a third. That's fun. That's that's a that's a and that's a great way to keep the fire alive, um, firewall alive. Okay. Um. So. Um, so hackers cubed. Hackers cubed. 
Or that or wouldn't squared. that be What's squared? squared? Yeah. Squared. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm really glad Madison's editing this episode, so I don't have to figure out how to make that the title on Podbean. Okay. Uh, so Alex, the only piece, the only uh, piece of business we have left is, what are we doing next? As you know, the guest gets to pick our next film. So I've got, I, I've thought about this pretty, you know, a little bit, and I have two options for you. My first choice for you would be to sequelize Dave Made a Maze. Okay. Dave Made a Maze? I'm familiar. Yes. It's um, a movie about a guy who, his, this guy's girlfriend comes home. Is his and name built Dave this and shitty, he made a maze? Yes. Yeah, he's built this shitty cardboard maze in the living room, but when they crawl in, it's like an elaborate labyrinth on the inside. Okay. It's really yeah, funny. It's pretty good. There's a card. I like. There's a cardboard minotaur. It like yeah. it's exactly the sort of thing that you would. Just it is definitely knock out shit. of the park. It honestly it. sounds like a movie we would make. Like if yes. you watched Dave made a maze, you would end and go, "We would have made this movie." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what's the other option? The other option I had was the men who stare at goats. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. What are you thinking, Madison? I'm. I like watching movies I haven't seen before, um, and I haven't heard or seen Dave Made a Maze, so I'm kind of more interested in that. Um, uh, I like Man and Stare Goats. I think that's a good one for us to do in the future. Um, yeah, definitely. I'll, I think it might be on the list. If it's not, I'll add it. Yeah. Maybe, but, maybe right. Alex, we could have you back on. We could three, three-way it. Yeah. Might be up for that. Cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. So definitely, though, tune in next week. Dave Made a Maze. <laughs> For probably Dave rebuilt his maze. Um, <laughs> Dave made a bigger maze. All right, Alex, again, thank you for coming in and doing a hacker sequel. Uh, where can the people find you online? Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shaggy, S H A A G H I. Um, and if you want to actually follow me where my content is, you can follow me at the Gratuitous Pausing Podcast. We're on wherever. You get your podcasts, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, it is a podcast where we use the power of brackets to analyze film genres. Uh, as this episode is coming out, we will be in the semifinals of our Bracket on a Boat. So we grabbed 16 movies that take place mostly in a boat. They two go head-to-head each week, and the winner moves forward. Um, and if I'm not enough to get you to come... I, my co-host is the ever-wonderful Jackson Eflin, who, if you are Equalizer's regular, you have definitely heard before. Uh, our old old friend of the show, Avenger Jackson Eflin. I've had the great pleasure of being on Gratuitous Pausing a few times, uh, and it's always a good time. So definitely go check them out. It, it's Gratuitous Pausing is the smart sibling of this podcast family. Yeah, um, it was the uh, older... Uh, our older sibling that, like, you know, did it, and we're like, the- technically, we are the older sibling, but we went on a long enough break that they've sure, overtaken sure, sure, us sure. in episode count. Yeah, but. and we're like the middle sibling, I think, is like kind of the weird one, and then I think Audio Morphs might be like, or OK Crusader gonna- is the younger how- sibling. How is OK Crusader not the weird middle one? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so for the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Alex Greyhawk. I'm Mike Knoll. Ah. Everyone are assholes. Is. Ah, everyone is assholes. No, that doesn't sound right. To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pull-
pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, or we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me. Mm-hmm. 